0: LifeSpring number 129, my favorite week. The LifeSpring family of podcasts is brought to you in part by AMD Live. AMD Live brings digital entertainment to life. Hello. And how are you today? I'm feeling good. We've got a great show today. Actually, it's a very unusual show today. Today is it is uh, it's Monday. Well, actually, it's Tuesday morning as I'm recording right now, but uh, it's supposed to be Monday. Theoretically, it was Monday when I was planning this show. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's uh, Easter week, and so I've got kind of a special show for you today. I really like Easter week. Easter week is my favorite week of the year, which I'll be talking about a little bit later. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's what's going on. Some very interesting things happened this last weekend. I went to visit a very good friend of mine, and uh, he uh, he and his wife have been friends of mine since we were just, just kids. Had a real great uh, dinner. We went out to dinner. They, they live in Palm Springs, and uh, his name is Mark. You've probably heard me talk about Mark before, but uh, he made a special gift to the show, which is great. And you'll hopefully be hearing a difference in the sound of the show in a week or so. A little piece of uh, broadcasting equipment. Some professional broadcasting gear. So, anyway, that was uh, what happened this last weekend. Stephen was supposed to be playing at the Whiskey tonight. You know, the legendary, it used to be called the Whiskey of Go-Go. All kinds of famous acts have played there over the years, including uh, one of my Childhood favorite acts, The Doors. Ah, not child team. Anyway, the drummer in Stephen's band was playing football this last weekend and uh, yeah, broke his hand. So, a very disappointed group of boys not being able to play the whiskey tonight. So, uh, anyway, that's uh, that's what happens when you uh, are making other plans john lennon said life is what happens while you're busy making other plans well that happened to this poor drummer kid steven had been (laughs) steven had been on restriction he was supposed to be on for another week but when this thing came up we had to let him off restriction for today so you know that's one of the things that happens hate to see it happen but what are you gonna do So, uh, Twitter is going along really good. If you haven't been on Twitter yet, if you're not following me on Twitter, it's kind of a fun thing to do. Just just kind of a a great way to communicate. So, without further ado, we're going to get into the show. I have a story to tell you. And then I'm going to talk about Easter and why it's so special to me. Then after the serious people go away. I have another subject to deal with with you that is really exciting stuff. Serious guys, if you want to listen to the rest of the show, you're going to want to go to lifespring.podshow.com. But uh, let's get into the story. John Griffith lived through the Great Depression. He got a job on the edge of the Mississippi, caring for one of those great, huge railroad bridges that crossed that mighty river. John brought his eight-year-old son, Greg, to work with him to see what Daddy did all day. The little boy was wide-eyed with excitement, and he clapped his hands with glee when the huge bridge went up at the beck and call of his mighty father. watched with wonderment as the huge boats steamed down the Mississippi. Twelve o'clock came, and his father put up the bridge. There were no trains due for a good while, and they went out a couple of hundred feet on a catwalk out over the river to an observation deck. They sat down, opened their brown bag, and began to eat their lunch. The time whirled by, and suddenly they were drawn instantly back to reality by the shrieking of a distant train whistle. John quickly looked at his watch He saw that it was time for the 107 The Memphis Express With 400 passengers Which would be rushing across that bridge In just a couple of minutes He knew he had just enough time So without panic but with alacrity He told his son to stay where he was He leapt to his feet, jumped to the catwalk, ran back, climbed the ladder to the control room, went in, put his hand on the huge lever that controlled the bridge, looked up the river and down to see if any boats were coming, as was his custom, and then he looked down to see if there were any beneath the bridge. And suddenly, he saw a sight that froze his blood and caused his heart to leap into his throat. His boy... His boy had tried to follow him to the control room and had fallen into that great, huge gearbox that had the monstrous gears that operated this massive bridge. His left leg was caught between the two main gears, and the father knew that as sure as the sun came up in the morning, if he pushed that lever, his son would be ground in the midst of eight tons of whining, grinding steel. His eyes filled with tears of panic. His mind whirled. What could he do? He saw a rope there in the control room. He could rush down the ladder and out the catwalk, tie off the rope, lower himself down, extricate his son, climb back up the rope, run back into the control room, and lower the bridge. No sooner than his mind had done that exercise than he knew. He knew there wasn't time. He'd never make it, and there were 400 people on that train. Suddenly, he heard the whistle again, this time startlingly closer. And he could hear the clicking of the locomotive wheels on the track. And he could hear the rapid puffing of the train. What could he do? What could he do? There were 400 people. But this, this was his son. This was his only son. He was a father. He knew what he had to do. So he buried his head in his arm. And he pushed the gear forward. the great bridge slowly lowered into place just as the express train roared across. He lifted up his tear-smeared face and looked straight into the flashing windows of that train as they flashed by, one after another. He saw men reading the afternoon paper, a conductor in uniform looking at a large vest pocket watch, ladies sipping tea out of teacups, and little children pushing long spoons into plates of ice cream. Nobody looked into the control room. Nobody looked at his tears. Nobody. Nobody looked down to the great gearbox. In heart-wrenching agony, he beat against the window of the control room and he said, What's wrong with you people? Don't you care? I sacrificed my son for you. Don't any of you care? Nobody looked. Nobody heard. Nobody heeded. And the train disappeared across the river. do we hear such a story of a father sacrificing his only son for so many people. I'm recording this show on Monday and Easter is this coming Sunday. For me, this entire week marks the most important week in the history of mankind. I love this week. No sequence of events in all of history even comes close to the impact of what happened in the final week of Jesus' time walking on this earth. Easter is not about the crucifixion. It's not about the death of Jesus of Nazareth. Well, surely the death of the perfect and sinless Son of God is an important element. But focusing on the death is like focusing on the next to the last chapter of a novel. You don't read a novel only to put it down while there's still another chapter to read, do you? The point of reading the book is to see how it ends. Easter is about the resurrection. The resurrection is not only the good news. It is the best news imaginable, said Ray Stedman. And I agree with that. There's nothing better. It's the best news you could possibly hear. I talk about sharing the message of hope, love, and good news. (laughs) That's why I love this week. There's no better news. Let's look for a, just a brief moment at the very first Easter morning. Actually, let's go back to that Friday, the Friday that, that Jesus was crucified. The Bible tells us that the only people that were left with Jesus, all of his disciples had left him, all but one and some women. At the foot of the cross was the disciple that is known as John. He was there. And so was Mary, his mother, and Mary Magdalene. The last at the cross and the earliest at the grave was a woman. Let's look at what the Bible says about the very first Easter morning. So in the 20th chapter of John, it says, Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So Mary was the very first one at the grave on the very first Easter morning, and she saw that it was empty. And then what she did is she went and ran back to the disciples to tell them. And then Peter and John ran to see for themselves. And then they left to tell the other ones. And then the Bible says, But Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. Now see, when Simon and John had been there, they looked in and they didn't see the angels. But when Mary looked in, there they were. And they said to her, Woman, why are you crying? Mary said, They've taken my Lord away, and I don't know where they've put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize that it was Jesus. Woman, he said, Why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? Bible says that she thought he was a gardener, and she said to him, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him, and I will get him. And then Jesus said to her, Mary. (laughs) She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And then Mary Magdalene ran back to the disciples with the news, and she said, I've seen the Lord. Oh, how special and how wonderful this story is. Where was her hope that day? She did not dare hope that he would be alive. It didn't even enter her mind. She expected him to be in his grave because the Bible tells us in another place that she went there to apply spices to his body as a way of embalming. She had no idea how huge this morning would be. When Mary and the other saw Jesus crucified, their hope was lost. <laughs> but my friend, it was found on that Sunday morning. Where is your hope? Do you need hope today? Have you seen something that has just dashed your hope? Listen, pray the largest prayers. You cannot think a prayer so large that God, in answering it, will not wish that you'd made it larger. Pray not for crutches, but for wings, said Phillips Brooks. Mary on that day was not praying a big prayer. But when she got to the tomb, she found that it was empty. Jesus is alive. Jesus conquered death. He who was dead now lives. And because he lives, you can live. Death has no power over you if you have put your faith in him. And that is what Easter morning was all about. Now listen, Jesus was resurrected for you. Yes, you, listening to my voice right now, rejoice, my friend. This Easter, I want you to personalize that morning. Yes, it was 2,000 years ago, but all that time ago, your account was settled. It's true. You've been running a tab, and ongoing and ever-increasing debt has been accumulating in your life's spiritual bank account. But there is one who paid your debt. And then on that Easter morning, it was verified that he had sufficient funds to cover the withdrawal. When he rose up from the grave, that was when he verified who he was. Jesus proved that he had the juice, the power, the right to pay your debt and mine. He proved that he is the Son of God. All that remains is for you to accept the transfer from his account to yours. All you need to do is acknowledge your debt, your sin. And believe that He is who He said He is. And ask Him to cleanse you and forgive you. In short, what you need to do is believe. And then you can celebrate this Easter. Celebrate in new life. Celebrate in new beginnings. Just celebrate.
1: you yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm sure you noticed at the beginning of the show today that we have a new sponsor for the Lifespring Family Podcast, and that's AMD, AMD Live. I have been a fan, I have been a supporter, I have been a customer of AMD for over 10 years. I have owned more AMD-powered computers than anything else. Right now, that my main desktop computer is an AMD computer. The computer that I record the sermons on at church is an AMD computer. And so for at least the last 10 years, I've been an AMD customer. I believe in what they're doing. I've always liked the fact that they were the uh, kind of the David against the Goliath, AMD against Intel, right? Well, in addition to making great chips, they've got a new thing going now that's called AMD Live. And if you go to my show notes pages, you'll see that there are banners there. And if you click on the button that says, see what you can do, it'll take you to a website um, for AMD Live. And that opens up to a page that has uh, several different links there on the page. But what I want you to do is take a look at it on the the right sidebar. And on the right side of the sidebar, you'll see a thing at the top of the column that says AMD Live Software. Unlimited free downloads. And this is the coolest thing. There are about, oh, I don't know, 15 or so different software uh, downloads that you can get for free. And instead of getting overwhelmed, I want you to focus on just a couple of them to begin with. Uh, number one, if you have little kids in your house, um, oh, let's say twelve years and younger, go down to the uh, Kid Rocket and download that. Kid Rocket is a great tool for parents, especially, to keep your kids safe while they're on the internet. There's a the kid-safe web browser that um, that keeps your kids surrounded and away from the bad parts of the internet. They, they have places like Disney and uh, Nickelodeon and different websites like that in there, as well as some fun games and, and things to do. It's called Kid Rocket and it's at KidRocket.org. But just go through the links on the LifeSpring show notes pages. Uh, that'll help me out. Now, something else that is really exciting... And uh, I was talking last week to um, one of the guys at AMD, and he was kind of giving me a rundown on a lot of these things. And one of the most exciting things that I think they have over there is something called Orb. Now, you know how uh, uh, Apple TV is getting a great deal of uh, buzz today? Well, Orb is better than Apple TV, and it's a free download. What is so very cool about Orb is you can play any Kind of, of uh, media on your home television if you're networked with Orb. Uh, you need Windows Vista, Windows XP, Home or Professional with Service Pack 2, um, or uh, Windows XP Media Edition. Orb is simple and fast to use. The Orb application is free to download and install, and there are no fees for what they call MyCasting. You only need a home computer to get set up and you can use any web-enabled media player with streaming capabilities, portable or otherwise, to remotely play the media you desire. You can play it on your Xbox 360, you can play it on your PS3, you can even use the Wii. You can get stuff onto your iPod and on and on and on. Orb is absolutely amazing. Once the Orb software is installed on your always-on home PC, your computer acts like your personal broadcasting system. You now have the ability to stream content through any internet-connected device like a mobile phone, a PDA, laptop, or any other computer. You don't need any additional hardware or software to be installed on any of the web-enabled devices you want to use. With Orb, you can start mycasting your photos, your music, your video, live or recorded TV, documents, and more right now. You can do it now. All you need to do is download the software. And remember, it's free. It is absolutely, this is the coolest thing that that AMD is doing. You really, really have to check it out. I am so excited to have AMD as a sponsor on this show. I got to tell you, too, one of the most exciting things about it is the Lifespring Family podcasts are the first podcasts that AMD has sponsored. So how exciting is that? How cool is that? So you got to check it out. Go to LifespringPodcast.com and go to the show notes page for either LifeSpring, the LifeSpring Weekend Music Show, LifeSpring Hymn Stories, or the LifeSpring Family Bible. Any one of those four show notes pages, that's easy for me to say, you'll find the AMD banners. So go click on them there and then check out what AMD's got to offer. And I haven't even mentioned the hardware. They've got some amazing hardware nowadays. Some Media Center PCs that you just absolutely won't believe. So I want to say thank you to AMD. Thank you for putting your faith in the LifeSpring Family Podcast. And now, listeners, I really need you to support both me and AMD. This is an experiment for them. And if, if this is going to work, then you're going to have to go click on those banners. So won't you help me out on that? I appreciate it. Well, that is going to be the end of the show today because I spent extra time talking about AMD today, I'm not going to do any extra house cleaning or anything else. I'm just going to let you get out of here and uh, wish you just a, 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 a happy, happy Easter. Spend part of that day just celebrating what Jesus has done for you personally. Celebrate what that resurrection means. It's my favorite day of the year, and I think it should be yours as well. So, my name is Steve Webb. Thank you for joining me today. God bless you. I'll be talking to you later in the week if you're subscribed to the other LifeSpring shows. been an In Touch Productions podcast. The best and the brightest served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, Podshow and Limelight.